Manning has had some success against you guys, certainly in the time you've been here. Oh, yeah. We, this game is a rivalry game, just like the Steelers, Browns. It's just the records don't matter. We know what they possess over there as far as – and they know what we possess over here. They know how to play us. So uh, the records don't matter. Everything that we've done to this point, it really doesn't matter much. We want to come out victorious, but we know how dangerous Cincinnati is and always will be. Welcome back to Ravens Recap. We're about to preview the Cincinnati game. This time it's an away game going to what might be a trap game. That's the biggest question mark going into this game, in my opinion. Two monster wins, one against one of the best teams in the NFC, one against one of the best teams in the AFC. The Ravens are on a all-time high. It's easy to look ahead at the schedule against much more capable opponents coming up. Cincinnati was uh, easily defeated last time. It was the first game where our defense really started to look like it might be getting its act together. But what do you guys think? You going to be all right this game? <laughs> I really hope so. I think that on paper, obviously, Bengals, they have the worst defense in the league still by virtue of yards given up per game. And that includes the worst rushing defense in the NFL. They're starting a rookie quarterback who only NC State fans have heard of, I guess. Um, <laughs> certainly don't remember this guy being talked about at all in the pre-draft. Obviously, that means they benched longtime average starter Andy Dalton. The Bengals still don't have a win with their new coach. Only winless team in the NFL. I there's, there's really no excuse for the Ravens to lose this game. I understand the Bengals are an NFL-caliber team. They have NFL-caliber players. But the Ravens, if you just beat Seattle and you beat the Patriots, I know the NFL is a week-to-week league. Anything can happen any given Sunday. But there's no excuse for the Ravens going into Cincinnati and, and losing this game. A.J. Green's expected to come back. He's always been an Achilles heel for the Ravens. But I think this team, with Marlon Humphrey playing at an extremely high level, Peters and Jimmy Smith back, Chuck Clark directing everything, Earl Thomas, all-pro player, I think we might be able to figure it out. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you have Boyd as well there. Erickson's been playing pretty well. But I wouldn't get too... Uh, and uh, don't forget about Alden Tate. Alden Tate. I w- yeah, that guy. That guy's gonna be a baller next year. He might be a good uh, fancy come up, but nevertheless, um, yeah, I I wouldn't think all coming from a rookie quarterback who's never played before. Are they really gonna be able to put up points? I don't know. The little bit of the scouting report I saw so far on Finley, which was really just one article I read that referenced some scouts' takes going into the draft. I saw a lot of of debate on scouts uh, as to whether or not this guy we could even consider to be or would will ever reach the level of being a NFL starting quarterback. The book on this guy is that he's accurate, but as far as his athleticism and arm strength, that's below average from a NFL perspective. So based on that, I guess we can we can expect to see a lot of like you were saying, what they do with Erickson, a lot of crossing plays over the middle, high percentage, maybe timing routes. Something that should, shouldn't give the Ravens too much difficulty, but we'll see. We'll see, because that's about all we know about this guy. Yeah, honestly, that's the biggest wild card. Like, I don't think anybody knows about this guy, even the Bengals. I mean, that's why they benched Dalton for this guy, is because they really don't know what they have. So it sounds like we never actually mentioned his name. He does have a name, Ryan Finley. He is uh, 
Actually, a real person, yeah. not just a knockoff Andy Dalton. <laughs> also, not to be confused with Ryan Lindley, who is a backup quarterback at some point for the Arizona Cardinals, who played a bit at one point. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like the Bengals don't really know about this guy, and they want to figure it out because they need to know whether they're going to draft a quarterback next year, because at this rate, they're going to get the number one pick. That's right. Well, they're also going to see if they can get the running game going. We all know that Mixon's a high-quality back, but he had really no success whatsoever against the Ravens last time. They are getting their starting left tackle back, Jonah Williams, who wasn't there for the first game. But I guess we'll see if the offense will get anything clicking. Yeah, but I think you're throwing out this secondary with the Ravens. Now we got Jimmy Smith back. You didn't, you, Marcus Peters, you didn't have either of those two players when the Ravens were playing against Dalton. And for all of Dalton's flaws as a starting quarterback, you know, he, he's done it year in and year out. And that offense didn't show much life. And now that the Ravens' secondary is stronger, it's still not looking good for Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, it's really just, I feel like we're just trying to avoid the injury bug here. I mean, we're, we're, you know, usually we talk key matchups and everything. Well, we've, we've kind of already went through it. I mean, you know, the, through the last Cincinnati game, and we, we know we match up pretty well against Joe Mixon. A.J. Green, still don't know whether he's going to play or not. So we have Tyler Boyd and the rest of those guys. We think our secondary matches up pretty well against them. And now with, you know, a rookie quarterback where nobody knows about, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it seems at least on paper that we're going to steamroll them, but there's there's just so many unknowns. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I do wonder about this game is what will the offensive game plan be for this? Because we keep talking about, is there going to be a team that's going to take away the run for Lamar and force him to try and replicate what he did against Miami in week one, where he was almost strictly passing. I think he only had 10 yards rushing that game. And while I'd be highly shocked if the worst rushing defense in the NFL stopped Lamar, it might not be a bad idea for the Ravens, at least in the first half, to maybe do a pass-heavy game plan just to keep that side of the ball fresh. You know, these past couple games, Lamar, I think it's been since the Cleveland game that he's gotten over 200 yards passing. And obviously, whatever the Ravens, whatever the Ravens need to do to win, they need to do to win. But just in the event where that the quarterback run is taken away, you know, you want to be prepared and have a strategy that you're confident is game ready for that situation. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Feels like we've had to wait a, a number of games, I think, for that. You know, like you said, Peter, really the Miami game is probably the only game we've had this season where Lamar was strictly a pocket passer quarterback. Um, we know he likes to be that, or he would want to be that. It's just worked out, so he has such a good you know, escapability, such a threat in the run game that, that he just, you know, is able to pick up yards after, you know, a handful of plays. But yeah, it would be cool to kind of see him just kind of put that on the back burner and just be like, you know what, I'm going to strictly stay passing today. And, you know, if I don't see anything down the field, like maybe I'll just throw it away and not have to rely on that sort of stuff. On second thought, that also seems kind of hard to do as well. I mean, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're a guy who's like total instinct is be able to like, escape the pocket and pick up yards like it's going to be really hard to fight that so i'm not sure how uh, feasible that is but it would be interesting from a game planning perspective to see if we could do something like that chris i agree with you honestly 
if I were uh, Harbaugh, I would say we're challenging you, Lamar, to do it all in the air this game. Like, basically handicap our team intentionally to try to make them grow because this is a game that we should be able to win. And if we have to break out the, the normal offense, so be it. But I would want to just 100% double down on, on the passing game and just try to get the connections going, get some more chemistry. Yeah, and I feel like the Ravens did that last year. I want to say it was the game against Tampa Bay. I feel like they had Lamar pass a lot more than he had in his previous starts in that game. And he did struggle a bit in that game. Part of that had to do with the weather. Uh, it was raining pretty hard that game. But but then in the second half, they went back to the run-focused offense. And as fans remember, the Ravens didn't have uh, too much of a difficulty of finishing out that game. Lamar is definitely an improved passer from last year, but no one's taken away the run for him this year yet. So, you know. Yeah, not really. We don't know what would happen if, if that hypothetical did happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the only game where he didn't run like crazy was against Miami because he was just balling out and throwing dimes. <laughs> so There was no need. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was no need. Yeah. All right, let's get into our bold predictions, I think. On that note, I'm, I'm predicting that Lamar's going to pull it off. Four touchdowns in the air. All right. I like it. It's hard to determine what would be a bold prediction for this game. I'll still say it. I think the defense getting five sacks is a bold prediction because they still only got two at best against Cincy last time. And I know they'll be playing a first-time starter, but you know I think that's still bold with what the performance this defense has currently been doing. Yep, they only had two last game as well. One short of my bold prediction for last week. So Yeah, so no bold predictions were registered last week. That's right. No, it's a good one, though. I'll give it to you, Peter. I think five is, is, is definitely bold enough. We haven't seen too much from our pass rush in terms of actual sack numbers. So if they could definitely hit that this week, that would be great. With the way they're trending, it doesn't really look like, doesn't really look like it. But, you know, that's a great bold prediction by definition. I'm going to go with... I think we're going to have some Ravens who don't usually get involved score touchdowns this week, like we kind of just talked about. I think this is going to be a good opportunity for us to try out some things that we might not have tried before to kind of force our offense to grow a little bit more. So I'll say at least two touchdowns from either Miles Boykin, Justice Hill, or our buddy Nick Boyle, who just got his first touchdown last week. You're not going to go with your boy Hayden Hurst? I thought he'd make the list. <laughs> Hurst has spurned Chris too many times. He can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he can just expand his list, though. <laughs> I would have given it to you if you, if you throw him in there. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, he has spurned me a couple times. I feel like I'm going to go to the bold prediction score sheet here. Let's see. Well, let's you need see. a win, dude. <laughs> I had... Oh, man, I had two tight ends with touchdowns, thinking that would be Hurst. Wasn't on there. Hurst team Hurst leads team in receptions yards. Also didn't get that against the last Cincinnati game. So uh, <laughs> now, I, yeah. As much as I love Hurst, man, he just he doesn't have a whole lot of opportunities, and not particularly not in the red zone either. So that's a little too bold for me. But yeah, I'll say uh, at least two touchdowns from Boykin, Justice Hill, Nick Boyle. All right. So for my score prediction. I don't want to get too cocky, but and I also don't want to disrespect the Bengals because their their fans are downtrodden. I I have no I have lots of nothing against Cincinnati fans, but 
I can't quite predict the shutout because I think that's getting too overconfident, but I'm going to say 24 to 3, Ravens. Yeah, I, I was having the same kind of qualms, Peter, where I was like, I don't want to say it's going to be a shutout, but I think it might be. So I said to accommodate Lamar's four touchdown passes, 35 to 7, Ravens. Let me guess, that touchdown's a Joe Mixon touchdown? <laughs> I'm probably not going to play him, to be honest. Oh, I would, not after last game. Yeah, and and a rookie quarterback. I'm. I mean, yeah. I'm fading. I'm fading everyone on that team. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to look at my other players, obviously, and and make a decision at that point. I mean, he might still be my best play. You know how crappy my teams are this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> might just go with the volume. They don't look like a team that's gonna try to establish the run. <laughs> so, what do you think, Chris? I'm gonna go 34-13 Ravens. I think we keep up the high-scoring games from the last two weeks. I think it's definitely going to be a stretch for the Bengals to score more than a touchdown. I was originally going to say 34-9, to but that felt a little close to your prediction, Alec. So I added a... I mean... <laughs> I swapped a, a touchdown or a field goal for a touchdown, so... We've had those uh, close predictions a couple times this year where one of us has to adjust. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Our uh, unofficial, haven't had to actually break it out yet, formula suggests that's a really good pick, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> because you're kind of like getting right in there, getting the delta a little bit tighter. And I think it's a wise pick from that perspective. Yeah. And apparently, I'm looking at the bold prediction sheet here. I'll tell you what, Alec is on a streak. He had three. He is, yeah. He won three in a row. Yeah. Feels good. I'm currently leading our little, little game here. The bold predictions, not so much. That's still a Peter lead contest but we'll see how it goes this week well at least you're doing better than me i've uh, won one week for both and one was a technicality for the bold predictions <laughs> that's true <laughs> oh man it feels bad <laughs> you're too bold chris you're too bold <laughs> gotta dial it back well on that note i hope you all listening learned something new about the Bengals, mainly that their quarterback's name is ryan finley i think that's the biggest piece of information we came up with (laughs) but hopefully hopefully the game is as boring and easy for the ravens as we predict it's going to be based on our analysis um it's the nfl anything can happen i mean if the Bengals do pull out the upset good for them that'll be disappointing for the ravens but we expect it to be a relatively easy week before the ravens go on a four game stretch that's gonna really test them so yeah it's really wild how that team has fallen one of the things we noted is the ravens really haven't had much success against cincinnati the past few seasons only having one in 2011 and 2017 so they they've given us a fit for a really long time but now we're looking at that team and it's just doesn't look like it's going to be a fit no more (laughs) (laughs) at least not for this season no sir all right thanks again guys for listening we'll be back with our recap of the game and our predictions for the next week against Houston. Yep, that'll be a good game. So we'll catch you the next week. Peace. I mean, a lot. You know, he, he do it all. He playing offense and defense. Um, he's scoring touchdowns, playing nose. It's ridiculous. That guy's a freak. You know, freak of nature. I can't tell you nothing about it. <laughs>